0: What makes a leader? What pulls us beyond what we thought was our best and into sustained greatness? Tune in right here with Ron Kitchens to learn how to challenge and change your best so that you can move forward into leading at your highest level. Hey everyone, this is Shannon Allen on the Always Forward Leadership Podcast with Ron Kitchens. Ron, how are you today?
1: I am awesome we sorry to get i your keep your mic in with line. the mic <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is awesome so we have something uh that we've been doing with our team here um that has probably been like one of my favorite team engagement exercises that we've done uh, but we have been bringing in our favorite children's books and reading them to the team and then explaining what lessons we can learn from those and that we can apply in the work that we do today so what is your favorite children's book, and what do you think you can learn from it as a leader?
1: Thanks. Um, I th- well, my favorite children's book is a book called I'll Promise, I'll Find You. And it's something that's uh, important to our family. Mm-hmm. Um, this one actually is special for me because it has an inscri- inscription in it that my daughter Kelsey uh, gave me this Aww. book um, for Father's Day. Wow. With an inscription that's pretty meaningful to me and um, but it's a book that we read and for me it's about um, us as a family you know when Mm -hmm. there's three of us my wife my daughter Kelsey and I was that we always have each other and we have responsibilities for each other Mm -hmm. and if I have to walk or crawl or run I will find you Mm -hmm. I will move heaven and earth for you and I think it says that you're important to me and I'm important to you. Yeah. And so it's, um, you know, it's a lesson. And, you know, I, and I love the children's books, too. Mm-hmm. The, Because, um, one, you you learn insights from people mm-hmm. about what's important to them. Yeah. The, you, you know, people uh, had friends who said, well, aren't you worried that people will take it and, you know, immaturely, it's never happened. Um, you know, I learned my good friend Tim Tarrantine, who was actually on the podcast mm-hmm. with us last week. Um, Tim read, when we did this exercise years ago, Tim read a book by Dr. Seuss. And yeah, I forget the name of it, but it's about uh, different characters have different spots on their mm-hmm. stomach. And about some spots are then thought of as higher ranking mm-hmm. people because of their spots. I remember so,
0: that book well, yeah. And,
1: uh, and it never dawned on me it was about racism. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't it really until was. Tim read this and then said, here's why it was important to mm-hmm. me that I, it literally is an epiphany that today I have goosebumps thinking yeah. about him teaching it. So there are lessons that we learn in children's books That are only told in a simple way. It doesn't mean the lesson is simple. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and then we see, you know, funny books that somebody read a book of poetry the other day and it it was about, I'll ruin the thing, but it was about a girl who wanted a pony and her parents wouldn't. Give her a pony, and she said if she didn't get a pony, she would die. And they said, you won't die, and, but she did.
0: Yes, yeah, she <laughs> you know, died because she didn't get didn't the pony. Get that was from uh, where the
1: sidewalk is. Yeah, there <laughs> we
0: go. And I never heard that before. Yes, and
1: you it had a great most, laugh on that one. It was the most amazing thing <laughs> I've ever seen. And so, yeah, I think we learn a lot from it, and we learn a lot about each other. Absolutely. And uh, what drives us.
0: Yeah, well, I've definitely enjoyed that exercise. Yeah. So we have got a really good episode ahead of us, and we are going to talk about raising the bar, all about setting the right standards and the right benchmarks for yourself personally or for your teams um, to really propel you into greatness and to help you sustain greatness. Um, And so I was thinking about it the other day. There's an exercise that I've done um, when I've gone to like workshops or something like that where the moderator will say, okay, I want you to reach your hands up as high as you can reach And everybody does it in the room. And then they say, okay, now reach a little higher. And everybody reaches a little higher. And they're like, now see, you thought that you had gone as high as you could go until I told you to go a little higher. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about that, you know, in preparing for this conversation about standards. Um, And I think sustaining greatness works that way because it really shows up in our lives when we push ourselves to go further than we thought we could. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're just going to talk about Setting standards and benchmarks that just keep you reaching higher and pushing further. So when, you know, we talk about sustaining greatness, I think when we use that word, um, it could be misconstrued as kind of like maintaining a status quo.
1: Oh, we hate the status quo. Right,
0: exactly. But really, you know, sustaining greatness is about just constantly achieving new heights. And so, how do you know, as a leader, when you've reached that plateau and you've moved from sustaining greatness to maintaining a
1: status quo? Oh, I think everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Everybody, when you start feeling comfortable, um, you know you need to go lose because um, you've quit winning. Mm -hmm. And you know you can use sports metaphors in this because they're the easy ones. Yeah. But you know this idea that the status quo. So the status quo was invented as another word for average Mm -hmm. because status quo is the point that everyone on both sides of the equation understand what that number is, what that achievement is, what that looks like. So if you are at the status quo, you have given up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I've told leaders and written about it. If you don't want to compete anymore past that, please quit your job. Right please turn over point leadership to somebody else because you're dying. Mm -hmm. Your organization's dying, and um, you just haven't admitted it. Right. You know, we have to be challenging and changing our best every day. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a a friend who's a a very successful, you know, college football coach. If I said his name, he's a national Mm -hmm. name and following and best-selling books and a great guy. But he reminds me that every play that he has ever called as a coach Mm -hmm. is on tape. Mm -hmm. Somebody has a tape of it. All of his competitors have a tape of it. They know every play he's ever run in every situation. And there's a computer that will tell the opposing coach, at this position on the field, with this time remaining, with this many downs, here's the three plays that he's run, and that are 25 plays. He's running that, and here's the odds of that. Mm-hmm. So the only way he's going to win is a to be able to perform at a higher level, to right. go faster than they went before, mm-hmm. or create new plays, new opportunities, execute in different ways than's been done before. Right. But if he just does the way he did last year and won, then this year he's going to have one or two fewer wins Mm -hmm. and the next year he's going to have three or four fewer wins and the next year he's going to be fired yeah and so you know we have to constantly be challenging and changing our best and um and there is no room for average in this world none Mm -hmm. because you know this idea that you know well you know we're you're one in a million right well there's 300 billion people on the planet. So, is that that makes you you know 300 people that are exactly like you. Right. I probably didn't get that math right. I was you know, I'm a political science major, so math was not my thing, but you know you are not unique. Yeah. And so hard work and challenging and changing the best are the only thing that are going to guarantee you the opportunity to win.
0: Yeah. And there's something that um you say a lot about one of your worst nightmares is waking up with the track marks on your face of the people who went faster while you were standing still. Like, I know I well, probably I'm, messed that up. I but, wake
1: up yeah. worried that, look in the mirror, and I expect to see puncture marks mm-hmm. from track cleats yeah. digging into my face while I was sleeping. They ran right over the top of me. Yeah. And I, it's, it's a little, real legitimate. <laughs> I, it's probably, I probably should seek help over yeah. that one. But, <laughs> you know, that and the fact that I have repeating dreams with the word Hudson in them. I don't know what that's about either. That's but a strange one, yeah. It is. But, you know, it is a fact. If you are not worried about excelling, then um, then you're floating. If you're not If you're not swimming, you know, you're floating. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not much room for winning.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So how do leaders assess and decide what standards or benchmarks they should be aiming for Personally, or in their organizations,
1: I think understand, understanding—you know—back uh, to sports metaphors, you can have a personal record, but your personal record could be awful compared right. to everybody else. So if I went and ran a five k tomorrow, whatever the, the number was, it would be my personal record. Mm-hmm. Now that won't no one, nobody else, to post that number online, right. right? And but but if we're You then understand, well, what's the race record? Mm -hmm. What's the uh, Olympic record? Mm -hmm. What's the world record? Mm -hmm. And you're moving towards those all the time. That's what success looks like. But too many times people will set a goal, achieve it, and believe that they have hit the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And in fact, all they have done is hit a personal best. Right. Or... Mm -hmm aren't paying attention and didn't realize that the world record got broken mm-hmm. three times since they looked at mm-hmm. it. So you've got to constantly be looking, evaluating, and understanding that um, that the competition ever sleeps.
0: Yeah. So what are some telltale signs for a leader that the standards that they're aiming for are just too low? Hmm.
1: You know I think part of it what I see a lot is people measuring themselves against um other groups or individuals yeah. that nobody else ever heard of mm-hmm. or is measuring against mm-hmm. you know I see it in you know our uh, our our business um you know we uh we one time our organization went for economic development award and we submitted our website and lo and behold we won best website Mm -hmm. in the year and i go to get the award and i looked down on the awards table and realized we had submitted our old one Mm. that what we hated and i just spent a year redoing Mm -hmm. and if our old one won then it told me how low the competition was Yeah. And uh, and we never again submitted another award (laughs) because it was a little bit like being the fastest fat kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, you know, I I get that we all want to compete, but you got to make sure what you're doing matters. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have taken credit for it, but I'm going to I'm going to give it to Ray Wiley Hubbard that said, you know, I never want to, you know, be great. I don't want to end my life being great at something Mm -hmm. that didn't matter. Wow. Yeah. And make sure you're being great at something that matters. Absolutely.
0: You know, talking about measuring yourself against um, other groups. um, So I work with our creative team here, and Ryan and I actually were talking uh, the other day, and we were talking about we have some deliverables that we send out with our team to go and market the region, Mm -hmm. right? And the team came back and said, you know, the people we're talking to are telling us that. This stuff y'all are making is the best they've ever seen. And, you know, Ryan and I, we kind of looked at each other, we chuckled, and we kind of like committed to each other, of like, yeah, but that's not our standard. You <laughs> that's know? Not, that's <laughs> like, not even the best we can right, do. Right, right. Uh, like, and I think that's key when you know what yeah. your potential is and you hear somebody else saying, oh my gosh, that's so great. But you know, like, yeah, but I can do better. So I'm not going to hold myself to your yeah. standard. We're going to hold ourselves to our own. But,
1: and standards. I think I think too, we um, who you measure yourself against is critical. Mm-hmm. So um, I, uh, I've, as you know, I've done a lot of speaking in, in churches, and you know, a lot. It seem, seemed for a season there, I was speaking to a lot of churches who were doing capital campaigns, because you'd walk into their church and it was in. Um, standard definition yeah the screens were fuzzy and the sound quality was mm-hmm. was uh and you know it just didn't it didn't feel as good as the production value of my television in the basement right, right. and we're in a high definition world mm-hmm. and if you're not constantly improving the high definitionness of your work then why would anybody trust you to believe you understand the other struggles and the quality issues around their life? Nobody wants to be part of um, underperforming organizations.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's so true. So how do leaders, when it's easy to settle for an external standard because it's being celebrated, how do you keep that internal push and drive to – to aim for your higher standards?
1: I think you have to know who you measure yourself against. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're really good at packaging a product or a gift, go buy something from Apple mm-hmm. and realize that the texture of their paper is different than anything you've ever felt in your life. Yeah. You know, I remember a few years ago, I, uh, I was able to, um, you know, in our world and economic development, um, you know, people are pretty willing to share it. It happened to be the group at Georgia Power in Atlanta that shared the economic success center they have. And I walked out of there, and it was the first time in my life I ever thought, I don't know how to compete against this. Uh, It was so professional. and The quality of the presentations were so incredible, and the equipment was so incredible. Everything about it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And... It took me six months probably to figure out how I could compete Mm -hmm. against that. But it was some of the most energetic six months of looking at new technologies and learning and championing that. So you've got to understand that measuring yourself against peers, you may have the wrong peers. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Measure yourself against who the best are in the world because we're in a meritocracy. I can go online and see right now who the influencers are on Instagram who have the most followers Mm -hmm. and know how they're monetizing that and what they're doing with that. And if that's what I want to do, that's the level I've got to actually so overperform that to get even recognized. To do that. So, if that's what the world has the knowledge of, you don't have any excuse or ability to underperform.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, it really goes back to that old saying we've all heard it. If you're the smartest one and the most capable one in your circle of friends, you
1: get need some to find friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, don't, don't get comfortable and don't get prideful about being the smartest one in the room. You know, find somebody who's smarter than you yep. and let them challenge you and push you. So, kind of flipping this a little bit. What are the dangers of leaders setting benchmarks that are unrealistically high for their teams? And how do we avoid that?
1: That's a good question because I'm a big believer in in Mm -hmm. setting um, wildly unattainable goals because I find you achieve them. Um, So I think the idea of understanding what you want Mm -hmm. understanding what it takes to get that and then breaking it down into small increments to know you're winning every day Mm -hmm. and that um you know that it uh, may be a journey yeah and i'm a big fan of rugby and and if you look a few years ago at, at south africa you know they went from you know a dismal horrific team to four years later winning the World Cup. Right. But in those four years was all about losing, mm-hmm. was all about learning, was mm-hmm. all about preparing. But they knew that they were doing those steps and paying those dues because it would get them to championship at the World Cup. Yeah. And uh, so I think a good leader casts incredible vision and then helps chart courses that ensure people know they're winning at milestones, mm-hmm. but also is constantly talking about why we're putting the work in to do this.
0: Yeah, that's really good. So, what practical steps and measures should leaders be taking to kind of keep a pulse on are we winning?
1: Um, I think the first thing is ask people. You know, we're a big believer in surveying, mm-hmm. you know, organization, um, and so they're great. Um, survey companies out there that'll do that work for you. Um, You know, we also believe in in active participation with, in our case, um, Inc. Magazine and Outside Magazine Mm -hmm. of their best places to work because that takes us against our cultural Mm -hmm. peers. So the companies um, who are, we're competing, we're really competing against ourselves, but we're being measured against um, are you know in advertising and consultancy right. and insurance and a wide variety of industries mm-hmm. well in today's meritocracy, those are the people we have to work to achieve par with right otherwise we won't get the most um, incredible talent to to work with us
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's really good so I think that that is a great place for us to wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: I think uh, just this idea that um, I would with, rather be um, walking at the end of my life with a bucket that's worn out than a bucket that is rusted mm. out. And it's your choice, which it is. And, yeah. and go wear your bucket out. Yeah. I probably, I've probably never seen one actually wear out.
0: <laughs> I probably have. There's yeah. probably
1: on the dairy farm, there's probably some buckets. Yeah. But um, go wear yourself out. That's good stuff.
0: Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. If today's conversation has ignited greatness in you, take your next step and visit ronkitchens.com to gain more inspiration and to connect with Ron. You can also tweet Ron at Ron Kitchens. Until next time, keep moving always forward.